and gentlemen, welcome to What the Fuck Fights, brought to you by Softy Mermaid Entertainment. What the fuck is accurate, because I don't know what the fuck was just happening. Welcome to great quality in comparison to the quality that you recently last had. Last week's sucked. So the problem with last week's episode, Adam, I don't even know if you know this, but we didn't record... We tried to, but we didn't record correctly. Quivering. And so Chase, who is the loudest person on the podcast, is also the person next to the laptop. And so instead of going through our mics, it went straight into the laptop, which means the only person it could really hear was Chase. And so you and I, who have lower volume naturally, were also further away. And so it was terrible. It's it's one of those things where whenever you're looking at the software this goes through, it reads sound, but it reads the same sound in the same waves no matter what it comes through. And if I don't do, it's my fault, if I don't do test at the beginning of the podcast and listen to our test back. Every time we've never tested it, this has happened. It's true. Every time. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> so we should just I literally rolled test. in. I was like, fuck it, let's do this. Yeah. I think even that show was like, I have things maybe. Yep. So it was literally uh, I thought that's it my was fault. a great episode. Well, it was a great episode because she brought great stuff. I did. I showed up. I actually thought that this content you brought was pretty great and I was afraid I was going to lose. I sold my soul for a chicken nugget. And just one? Just one? <laughs> just one. What you need? We got a 10 piece. <laughs> I know. Like, McDonald's, Jesus. like their nugget, their the nuggets are getting so cheap. The exchange rate for chicken nuggets and souls is really bad. Okay, so we should. Why are chicken nuggets getting chuck so much it, cheaper? Chicken chuck nuggets. Chicken nuggets. Because they're getting less chicken-y. We can mix in sticks because sticks are free. I like wood shavings. Yeah. Yeah. Oil. All Remember right. when the chicken nuggets used to be dark meat? Remember that? There's dark disgusting. meat and white meat? I do not eat no. chicken nuggets. I never have. Back when I worked at McDonald's, whenever I was a teenager, the chicken nuggets were random. You got white meat, dark yeah, meat. Yeah, that's true. I remember when there yeah. was a big advertisement that said all white meat. <laughs> Why is this nugget Listen, different from the other? This is a true story that you're going to laugh about. When okay. I was a kid, like probably four years old, um, I remember being in the backseat of my grandmother's car and I was so hungry. And my whole life, I've never liked eating, eating meat ever. I just don't like to eat meat. And she had stopped and got me a Happy Meal and it came with chicken nuggets. And I was so fucking hungry. And I remember crying because I was so hungry and I was eating the skin of the chicken nuggets because I really hated part. eating. I hated eating it. And I like tasted it. I was like, it's okay. And then bit into one that was dark meat. And I was like gagging and it was terrible. <laughs> so, I can't imagine being so hungry <laughs> that you go against everything you stand <laughs> I was like, four. I'm sure she would have. She would have fed me when we got home. I just we were coming I'm from some church service ask. or something, and I was so I hungry. And I was like, I will eat the chicken nuggets, but I am not. Happy. I was just felt uh, this sense of like I darkness. Will ask for forgiveness once I <laughs> yeah. finish this dark nugget. And I remember it being dark in the back seat, and I was like, it made it easier to eat it because I was pretending it was something All else. All of a sudden, it started raining, <laughs> thunder clapping. That's your Satan Halloween is in the story. Back seat with you. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yes. <laughs> right. <laughs> He was feeding them to me. Okay. Do it. Okay, we should, uh, we yeah, should. we have a show, I think. Yeah, yeah. Oh. Yeah, yeah. Wait, it's uh, What the Fuck Fights. Yeah, Jim. Oh, yeah, we're a podcast. Why don't you tell the uh, listening audience what we're about? Oh, yeah. We're, oh, yeah, that's a thing. There's an intro. <laughs> we have an intro. Welcome to the show. I'm Jen Scott Pickett. I'm sitting here with... And I feel like I'm high, but I'm not. Um, what the fuck is what the fuck bite? It's a fun competition to see which one of us can come up with the funniest or craziest stuff from the interweb. In regular life, Chase is my partner on this show. He is my partner. Eh. In uh, oh. stupid. 
I'm your you're my opponent. Partner. You're my opponent. I'm your opponent. You're partner. my stupid opponent. <laughs> I'm your stupid opponent partner. <laughs> a partner. Each week we have a new theme, and Anonymous Adam is both our referee and our judge. Ding ding, baby. Mm-hmm. Judge the fuck. Um, out you here. can follow us on TikTok if you want to. We're oh doing God. some restructuring with our social media, but it's at Salty Mermaid Ent. This week I will do a blog post at saltymermaidentertainment.com because I have some pictures and links that you should see. Yeah, there's so much going on. I feel like I should apologize too because we started doing a video podcast Mm -hmm. and I did that really specifically, A, because I wanted to advertise it on our video platforms and B, because I felt like there were a couple people that were interested, like Jim. Jim, I'm so sorry. I know (laughs) out of all the people, you're definitely looking for it for the past few weeks you haven't sounded, it and it's because I hate doing it. (laughs) <laughs> and that is my honest response. It's a lot of work. It is a tremendous amount of work. And But you know what, Jim? Don't give up on me because there might be a day where you randomly go to YouTube and oh it's there. God. And uh, I deleted all my social media too. So I'm going through a phase. <laughs> That's to everybody, but also to you, Jim. Yeah. I'm going through a phase and I, I deleted all my shit. I'm going to be honest with you. It's been pretty it's, phenomenal. Yeah. So... I don't know what's going to happen from here, but at the very least, you have a podcast. Um, Adam, you have friends. Um, Adam. <laughs> in quotations. Adam, I'm you have friends. Friend, Adam. Supposedly, Adam has friends who also were interested in watching the, um, the video oh, yeah, format. Yeah. So, sorry. <laughs> also, sorry to you. About that. Also, shout out to Hi, Jackie, Ryan. who for, for two weeks in a row was like, why is it why is it being published on the wrong day? I'm sorry. Listen, listen, we're going through some shit, okay? We're trying we to are. get it together, okay? I we don't want to say you're lucky there's a show. <laughs> But we're not doing anything else. <laughs> You're getting that is not true. Salty Mermaid gives you we're a meme doing once things. or twice a week, mm-hmm. and it gives you a podcast, maybe, and then all of a sudden it magically shows up on a Wednesday. That Listen, is what Salty Mermaid is going through. But you know what? Life has been pretty great. So it's been great. It's been really hard to figure this out, and uh, you know what? I don't know what the future will hold, but right now you have a podcast. Yes, maybe if we can get to it. <laughs> Oh, yeah, we are fucking six and a half <laughs> minutes in, and all we've done is given you, force-fed you shit. Therapy. Yeah. This is our therapy Thank session. you so much for listening. This is free. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Someone mails us in a receipt. <laughs> okay. Yes. All right, Adam. Okay, ladies Adam. and gentlemen, it is time for the weigh-in. This week's theme is, will you shut the fuck up? <laughs> That is not our theme, Adam. (laughs) Oh, God. I'm sorry. This week's theme is real-life monsters. Zambos. Vambats. What? Zambonies. Zamboners. Nope. Yep. They clean the ice and they like... How do you think zombies reproduce? Okay. We're going to learn about that. Um, I wanted to clarify that I decided to go with real-life monsters. (laughs) Shut up. The zombies and the birds. (laughs) (laughs) Bees and birds. Birds and the... Okay. Birds and the zombies. I get it. I no. fucked it up. It's okay. Yep. Yes, you sure. got it. Okay. So anyway, can we, can we try real can we stop? monsters, but not like true crime. We all know humans are right. the worst monsters, but like situations where like werewolves and all the like stereotypical witches and stuff like that, that, you know, Halloween, we think about things that are pretty close to as close as I know you're going to get in real life to those types mm, of things. Bats. Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> okay. I was like, I'm going to do ghosts. You know and what? I was I like, quit. I can't do ghosts. You can't do ghosts. I was like, I can't do ghosts. No. There's a bat in the room. Yeah. 
But <laughs> we're all batty. It's bat shin. Bat shit crazy. Bat shin. Okay, can we? What? What gonna, happens next? This is a, this is where the podcast ends. Yep. It doesn't go forward from this point forward. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Um, we're supposed to tell everybody what our um, topics are for discussion. That's what it, Adam did his job. Now it's our turn. Okay, we can do this. I am going to talk about zombies and the culture that creates them on purpose. And I'm going to talk about vampire syndrome, which is a real thing. And my favorite, I'm going to talk about cats that have wings. Oh, and those are called bats. <laughs> it's not a bat. It's a cat with wings. It's a cat bat, baby. It's different. <laughs> I come in and see cat bats at fucking Target. Honestly, I'm surprised that I've never heard of this before because it's surprisingly common. Walmart, no cat bats. You can buy um, you get skeletons costumes. of rats, but I can't get a fucking cat bat. Okay, what are you bringing to the table? Everybody in the world loves a good origin story, which you and I will probably crisscross a little on some, but whatever you will don't, we? we will, but I, I can tell already because you've given me your topics. So it might be a little crisscross, but I will just um, jump around. Um, can you see it there? Um, I will get around what you're doing and so I'll add some flavor. you're going to piggy bank, piggy bank. No, I'm not going to piggy bank. <laughs> Actually, my topic swallows your topic. You just exist within me. I mine first and it sounds like you are just taking I have origin stories. Okay. Because um, we all know, for the most part, of of things that exist, right? Mm-hmm. Like you said, we know vampires we know and werewolves exist. and mm-hmm. witches. Oh, mice. But we don't really know where they came from. Where did these things start to pop up in our history? What are, so you're talking about vampires making, also? We're talking about everything also. Okay. <laughs> All right, let's do it. Oh, I'm even covering Anna. Okay. Ladies and gentlemen, it's time for the main event. Woo! To my right in the banana hammock corner, That's me. this gentleman That's has been Jim. wearing a Speedo since 1994. Damn. The only thing he's missing is a mullet, a pair of Heelys, and an OnlyFans account. It's Jay. You'd be wrong. I have wigs. all those things. <laughs> Parts of my life I don't share with you, Adam. <laughs> and to my left in the criminal cosplay corner, Ooh. I read an article this morning about a Florida woman who dresses up as a mermaid and breaks into homes. I'm not pointing any fingers, but <laughs> it's Jen. Um, well. I like how it's but it's Jen. <laughs> right, right. I was right. able to combine those two. It was fantastic. Okay. Um, okay, so here we are. Uh, Jen, I guess per tradition, we'll let you go first. And that would allow you to get your, you know out of the way when the crisscross begins. Uh, so I'm reading mine directly from a book. It's one of my favorite books that I own. And that's saying something. If you listen closely, you can hear her flipping the pages. I have lots of books. Do you so. flip a page for him? There's flip, one. Flippity what, flip. This, what is book? What, why don't we tell the audience what this book is? It is called The Unexplained, an illustrated guide to the world's paranormal mysteries. Ooh. Mm. I think it was put out in the early 2000s because I've had it at least 10 years. So I won't say that this is the most accurate information. I like to believe, though, if it's in book form as opposed to just, you know, Wikipedia, that there's a little more validity to it. But, you know, what the fuck do I know? So I mean, the Internet didn't last or exist forever. It's <laughs> so, true. Okay, so... The first thing I'm going to talk about is zombies. And when I first read this book years and years ago, out of all the stuff in here, this is the one that always stayed with me, which is why I want to talk about it today. Mm-hmm. Are y'all ready? Yeah. Oh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> Belief in zombies, the living dead, is widespread throughout the voodoo-ridden West Indian country of Haiti. 
to such an extent that even the poorest peasants willingly pay large sums of money for heavy slabs of stone to be placed over their relatives' graves. This is to prevent their corpses from being stolen by evil sorcerers who magically restore them to an eerie half-life as zombies and take them to remote areas where they are put to work as slaves. Although they can eat, and not brains, I assume, um, breathe and move, zombies are incapable of thinking for themselves and have no knowledge of who they were or who they are now, or anything else concerning their previous life. So, there's several more paragraphs, and I'll skip a few. But basically, what was happening was bodies were being stolen, you know, and they were um, showing up. People were sometimes kind of straggling. Like, what's the word? Straggling? Is that a word? Straggling in? Straggling? Stumbling? Stumbling, maybe. Yeah, coming in. or and Stragglers. Not, stragglers. Yeah, so that's... <laughs> straggler is a word. Straggler is a word. So, straggling. It might be a word. One. Remember that time <laughs> that I made straggles? fun of Chase from saying yeah. a real word, and, and then, then it, I looked it, it up, was and it was a word, real word, exactly, and then so. I was an asshole? Yeah. <laughs> I, I I'm going to say, though, I'm not sure straggling. One who straggles? We're going to find out. That's all I'm saying. Somebody has a phone in their hand, and it's you. So. If it's you are true. a straggler, <laughs> then yeah. you must have straggled to become a straggler. I'm straggling to <laughs> decide if this is real or okay. not. Okay, I'm going to skip a little bit. Okay. By far the most celebrated of all zombie cases is that of, I don't know how to pronounce this correctly, Clairvius? We're going to call him Clairvius. Yes, Clairvius. The only zombie to become a television star. One day in 1980, Angelina Narcisse was, I don't know if that's correct either, was shopping in the marketplace, her home village, when suddenly a voice whispered into her he- ear the boyhood nickname of her long dead brother, Clairvius. Clairvius. He had died from fever on May 2nd at the Albert something hospital. There's a lot of names I can't pronounce. Um, Anyway, so he had died at the hospital and been buried the next day at a cemetery. Bearing in mind that his nickname was known only to immediate members of their family and not been used by any of them since childhood, she was naturally startled to hear it. She was far more startled, however, when she turned around to see who had said the name, for there, albeit a little shaky on his feet, and somewhat uh, bleary-eyed, stood her brother. Not surprisingly, Angelina promptly fainted, but after recovering, she confirmed that it was indeed her supposedly dead brother. His identity was also verified by other members of their family, by over 200 residents, and by his ability to answer correctly many detailed questions about his boyhood that would have baffled everyone but the real Clairvius. The extraordinary episode attracted such widespread media interest that even the BBC arrived from Britain and made a television film about it. But here's Who's where the it BBC. Gets... Shut up. I was just wondering. I was just asking. Do you know what it's not? <laughs> so you know, Fox News. <laughs> I don't know anything. <laughs> Fox News doesn't actually um, cover anything about foxes. Oh, oh my God. I was really upset about when I tried to watch oh. BBC. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I saw where you were going there. Okay. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Okay, so most important of all, here was a zombie that, unlike others who had been previously investigated, was still sufficiently alert and articulate to be able to reveal how he had actually become a zombie and what had happened to him afterwards. So this is where it gets crazy. It turned out that he had fathered many illegitimate children, but he had refused to provide financial support for them, and he had also argued violently with his brother over a land dispute. So as a result, his brother had hired someone to zombify him. His own brother, man. <clears throat> so. Well, I mean, like, you know, Cain and Abel. shit been going <laughs> on true. for a that long fucking time. Um, but the fact that you can hire someone to zombify someone is pretty crazy to me. This is how it works. This had been achieved by 
feeding him a secret poison that initially produced fever-like symptoms, but soon sent him into a death-like trance in which he was fully conscious yet wholly paralyzed with ghostly skin pallor and a nearly imperceptible heartbeat, even when examined by two different doctors. Remember, he died in a hospital. He appeared to be dead, and so he was buried alive. Not long afterwards, his body still was paralyzed. It was dug up by the, I guess, Boker, Bokor, who gave him a second type of drug that rendered him sluggish, sluggishly mobile, but prevented any type of clear, decisive thought. Once this had been administered, he was savagely beaten and was then taken to the north of Haiti, where he spent the next two years as a slave, working alongside other zombies and constantly abused by their sadistic sorcerer master. He might have never escaped, but one day another zombie somehow, I don't know how this guy was even consciously aware enough to like stop being drugged, but he somehow fought it off or whatever. So they killed that guy and it goes on to tell more about his story. But this says this astonishing account was keen interest to a biologist, blah, 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 blah. And so what they found out by doing more research was that there were samples from different substances like, um, let's see, there is an immobilizing poisoned <clears throat> they found it like literally from frogs, uh, pufferfish, mm-hmm. you know, um, fluid from secreted by the glands of a toad. We, I feel like we've talked about toad Lick glands. Toad. Yeah, exactly. Lick so we've talked about that before. Um, as for the resuscitating mind controlling drug, it was obtained from a zombie aptly named zombie cucumber, which is, I didn't know that was a thing. I've never seen sea cucumber. <laughs> right. You know, Google that. Apparently. No. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Already known in other contexts. Um, they refer to the thorn apple or something. It includes delusions, mental confusion, disorientation, amnesia, um, and also something they add to it. It's a lot of these people, because they were buried alive, they lost oxygen to their brain. <clears throat> and so they suspect that the difference for him was that he was um, dug up sooner before the oxygen deprivation got to him. So he eventually, without the drugs, was able to like come back. But a lot of people, even after they stop being administered the drugs, they are permanently damaged. Like they're alive, but they're literally walking around glassy eyed. Wow, it's almost <laughs> like modern day medicine. <laughs> yeah, but I'm talking. They, they were damaging people before it was cool. <laughs> okay, <laughs> yes, that's fair. Good for them. Um, so. Yeah, anyway, this is the last paragraph. From his remarkable findings, it is clear that the traditional nightmarish concept of zombies as rotting corpses magically resurrected to life is nothing more than superstition, as far as we know. But nevertheless, in one sense, in one sense, zombies can still be equated very accurately with the living dead. After all, to be drugged into immobility, pronounced dead, then buried alive in a coffin, exhumed by sorcerers, and then maintained ever afterwards in a constant state of brainwashed, brutalized servitude. If that isn't a fate worse than death itself, what is it? Um, a lack of chicken nuggets. Okay. I don't know. That made Jen pretty alive and cry. It's true. Yeah. She didn't go into a zombie state. She knew where she was. It was traumatic. All right. Yeah, that's pretty crazy. Um, I was actually pretty familiar with that story because I came across that in my research. So that is definitely interesting. Um, Hmm. But this is what I'm going to do. Okay. With my stuff, Mm -hmm. I'm going to go deeper and further into the zombie world. I feel like it's only appropriate to do it now while we're on the topic of zombies opposed Mm -hmm. to... What's the point of five conversations later bringing zombies back up? Okay. Fine. Make sense? Hmm. Sure. Cool. So what is pretty cool um, <laughs> is that 
a lot of things like documentation related things with zombies, um, they they take information and they're like they can't say for certain, but <clears throat> they speculate that the fear of zombies in particular, meaning mm-hmm. of somebody coming back to life after they died, yes, is something that's been around for a long time. So the ancient Greeks may have been actually the actual first civilization that terrorized by a fear of the actual walking undead. Archaeologists um, <laughs> actually unearthed many ancient graves, which contained skeletons that were pinned down by rocks and other heavy objects. Did you say heavy? Heavy. <laughs> they were pinned down by rocks and every heavy Yes, can you tell me why objects. Adam Sandler movies last night? Yeah. And they and they did that and they what they assumed was the people that were putting all this heavy shit on the bodies, they were doing it because they were scared. That they were going to come back? That they were going to come back. That wow. they were going to come back after they died. And who knows? Like some people you fear know, that the, that they'll come back and get them or it right. could be a curse. But nonetheless, a zombie, like by definition, is somebody that comes to back. To the life. living dead. Yeah, yeah, the living dead, not a ghost. And um, I would think <clears throat> in history, especially before we know what we know today, people go into comas or um, whatever else happens that we scientifically may medically know now. Of course, back then, there's a lot of shit that they didn't know. So someone could seem dead and then be like, bam, yeah, alive. That, didn't they have that thing with the bells because people well, were scratching the coffins? Yeah, 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 absolutely. There were tons of people <clears throat> that were buried alive back in the day because yeah. they, were, they were presumed dead and they weren't dead. Um, and... You know, so yeah, for whatever reason, you know, people have taken precautions out of fear throughout <laughs> history to make sure that people weren't going to come back to get. But them, that's I pretty suppose. fucked up. Like, if you are dead and then, I mean, you're alive, but you're buried alive, and then they also put rocks and shit on yeah. you. My God! Oh. <laughs> like, okay. I see you, Trevor. This <laughs> is brother. I see you. Yeah, it's pretty. Fucked yeah, up. so it's crazy that they could even date the fear of <laughs> yeah. them coming back to life as far as like back to the Greek, which is pretty interesting. Um, piggybacking and segueing off what you're talking about, zombie folklore. Um, really got popular to like what we know it today. And that circled around 17th century Haiti with when West Haiti again. Yeah. When West African slaves were brought to work in Haiti, sugarcane plantations. What's interesting is this, as you were talking about how sorcerers Mm -hmm. uh, about bringing people back to life, which um, there was an actual fear because of voodoo Mm -hmm. in the Haiti region that the sorcerers, these people would in, would intentionally, as you had mentioned, unbury these people, use their specific voodoo power and powder, zombie powder, mm-hmm. to bring these people back to life, to literally to put them, them, to re-enslave them and put them to work in these sugar plantations. Yes, yeah, pretty um, fucked up. Yeah, so that's really crazy. And of course... It, I'm trying to even process like how you take someone who's basically brain dead at that point, but you still are able to like make them work effectively. I don't know. I, I think it kind of... I don't know. Because, what doesn't make sense to Adam me Adam just is, looked at me like this is what he does every day. Yeah. Well, no, I mean, have you seen that video? This is going to be hard for someone to hear, I'm sure. Um, oh. uh, it's literally the severed head of a dog. <gasps> and Why? they no, have so. certain like electrodes and like or whatever the fuck in like the brain. And it's just moving like... Like a normal dog, like okay, a normal Okay, I'm gonna would. throw up. Stop. So I don't know that. Okay. <laughs> so they get electrodes. Got it. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Um. So voodoo, as we call it, 
Um, that is a religion that's based in West Africa and was practiced throughout Haiti and the Caribbean, Brazil, America, and South, blah, 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 blah. There's an African heritage. Um, many people who follow voodoo religion today um, believe that zombies are myths, but some believe zombies are people revived by the voodoo practitioners, as Jen referenced as sorcerers. What's interesting... So Jesus is a zombie. Yes. I mean, no, he's actually a lich. And I could go into that, but I'm not going to. <laughs> is a lich a real thing? Well, I mean, it's... it's I'm like just a, saying, you were talking about voodoo as a religion. More of a fantasy But thing. Christianity is based around Jesus dying and coming back so that he would be a zombie. Right, but... Because he came back in his body with the with the holes in his hands. I'm going to explain this to you later. Okay. Right, Why well, save it for later? That's Why don't we just hear it yeah, now? Because like, I need to do more research to know what, like the differences, what, but... What is a, a lich? It's... This is why I need to do more research okay. because I've heard this theory before, but mm-hmm. it's like very interesting and it's more of like a fantasy thing, like a D and D type of thing, but more like he's a, okay. I see. I see because like a zombie like is powers. Dead, whereas he's more like a sorcerer. Yeah. That ma- kind of oh, that thing. makes sense. It's really interesting because he would have theoretically come back by himself as opposed to like, I'm going to yeah. eat your brains. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. That's why. Let us continue. <laughs> Let us. <laughs> so uh, the sorcerers actually had names. They were voodoo practitioners. They were called bokers. Okay, that's what I said, but I wasn't sure to pronounce it. Yeah, I don't know how to pronounce it. It's B-O-K-O-R. Yeah, so I don't fucking know, but that's what we're calling them today. They're bokers, okay? Um, like broker, but different. Yeah, but different. Um, but also brokers. So, so Jen mentioned how they had a specific um, powder that was used and the toxin that generally, to her credit, comes from pufferfish is called, um, is like tetrodotoxin, is a toxin that comes specifically from the pufferfish and maybe these other creatures that you lick like toads. <laughs> but also in this very specific powder they used, they used herbs, shells, fish, animal parts, mm-hmm. bones, and other objects. Because if you watch anything video related, which I don't know if they're perpetuating something that's not real, but according to this, just like a fucking witch, they're tossing in but all like kinds of shit. But like also shout out <clears throat> to any culture like that that knows so much oh my God. about... Well, what sucks is trial and error. You know what I mean? Sure. Think about like all the crazy people yeah, that probably But the did. fact that, that all these things were discovered, like that's from the earth, from things like a pufferfish, yeah. fish, that someone was like, okay, you know, got affected by the animal and then they found a way to extract it or to use it. To even like, use that powder. That powder me. alone is what is what caused the paralysis right. and the coma, which allowed them to, I guess, which is crazy. To what a fucking it. scam mm-hmm. to like make somebody look dead and then bury, un- unbury them and be like, now we're taking you elsewhere. I mean, honestly. That is a fucking nightmare. And, and because it was so common, think about how scary it is that, you know, it could happen to you or someone you love. Every time you have a funeral or whatever, you're like, hope you don't end up not really being dead. Like the lack of, uh, what's the word? Um, closure. <laughs> like, yeah. That would scare me a little bit. It's pretty crazy. Um, even this isn't necessarily to like Adam's credit, but to come off. Yeah, no of, credit to Adam. Adam was talking about uh, the Bible and you know whether to call Jesus a zombie. Mm-hmm. So the modern day um, like carnivorous zombie that Car- we all know, carnivorous, carnivorous. Excuse me. I think I may not be right. Well, you may be. Thank you for correcting me. No, for, I'm uh, listen. I'm really bad about. You won't that. say the voodoo doctor name, but you'll tell me that I said carnivorous wrong. I said it out of. Of not pity? knowing. Did you pity me? I don't know. Am I, the, am I just your little dumb friend? No, I don't know if that's correct. I'm saying you know it what? because I am not good at enunciation. The modern day, ka nar nifa 
this. I think Adam would agree that's probably correct. <laughs> um, isn't technically in the Bible, but there are many references to bodies being reanimated or resurrected. Lazarus. Which may have been inspired, which may have inspired zombie myths throughout history. Here's a couple examples. The book of Ezekiel describes oh, a yeah. vision where Ezekiel the is bones. dropped in a boneyard um, and he prophesies to the bones. The bones start to shake and become covered with muscle and flesh until they are reanimated. Yet nope. there, this is end quote, there was no breath in them. That story is pretty epic. And honestly, it should have been shared more than like it is. Yeah. And also in the book of Isaiah, it states, and this is a quotation, Thy dead men shall live together with my dead body. Shall they arise, awake, and sing, ye that dwell in dust. For thy dew is as the dew of herbs, and the earth shall cast out the dead. Which, obviously, that could be much deeper stuff. Yeah. But you get what I'm saying. Um, so, anyways, even outside, I think it, what's interesting is, is I think, for who knows telling how long like people have been scared of shit for such a long time mm-hmm. but to have like physical references from the Greeks even to maybe even biblical times yeah. of people being afraid that things are going to come from the dead and taking special precautions for a word that did not even exist at that time is pretty yeah. funny I mean it's <clears throat> when you think about it in that context though it has happened absolutely people have come back to life right I mean we did a whole fucking thing about near death experiences <laughs> imagine in the <laughs> They're like, we won't put this in the Bible, but like, <laughs> Jesus brings somebody back to life. Like, ah, burn it, burn it. Like, no, 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 no. God did it. It's cool. It's cool. It's cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're like, are you sure? Who is this Jesus? <laughs> <laughs> He's a witch. Burn him too. Which, yeah. you know. Well, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Technically, if you want to be technical. Yeah. You know. So, um, I don't know, segue. I got impatient and I found that thing I was talking no, about. So, great. I'm going to do it really quick. Okay. Jesus was not a zombie. He was not a mindless. He was not mindless, nor did he consume anybody. Mm-hmm. He was not a ghoul. People consumed him. Yeah, it's true. He was like Body a reverse and blood. zombie. He came it out, too. Which I'm pretty sure, like, in some lich, like cults or whatever like oh, their followers wait, like their their wait. followers will like consume their flesh anyway i'm sorry one second i thought <laughs> lich was like an adjective of a person it is something. it's a it's a title of a thing yeah but you just said cult yeah. i mean they have followers like sometimes. a leader okay like no, a, i know what a fucking cult is i'm no, saying but to say that a lich would be the, i guess the leader of the cult then i mean yeah i didn't know that lich was a word until like this conversation. I will say shout out to our friend Mike. He said the term and I didn't know it was a real thing. I remember reading something he wrote and he said lynch and I thought it was a typo. So <laughs> he's probably trying to say lynch. Uh, right. I mean, I don't know. So I thought he meant to say witch. Anyway, although his soul and intellect were uh, intact, he was not a rotting corpse. He was not a vampire. He mm-hmm. was not a ghost mm-hmm. or a wraith. He was corporeal and still had his wounds. It is clear that Jesus was a lich. A lich is created when a powerful magician or king striving for eternal life uses spells or rituals to bind his soul to an animated corpse and therefore achieves immortality. Liches are depicted as being um, clearly uh, cadaverous, their bodies still bearing uh, the wounds that they received before their death, Uh and liches have uh, the power of necromancy, which obviously is the power of raising the dead. So what other... Uh peoples in history also bear this title. Amelia Earhart. What? 
I don't know. It was the first thing that I came out. Like, we don't have her back. body. The whole point is we don't have her body. <laughs> and all of a sudden, one day in 2022, her plane landed. It was the second name that came to my head. <laughs> you yeah. said a word that I've never heard pronounced. So what I'm saying, did they create Cadaverous. this specific no. term Nickerman. for people wanting, let's just say, finding a politically correct term for the Jesus story Jesus. or no, I'm just saying what I'm I saying Jesus story because not everyone believes in religion. Right. So I'm trying to obviously be, no, what I'm saying is I think that the term existed. It's just not as so who popular else? in culture. Right. But my, my point is, is, is this like historically is, is Jesus the only person to, oh, no. to have the, all right. That's what I'm asking. Who, who else? I mean, if you go really far back, there are other like, what is his name? Horus or something? He had like almost identical story as Jesus, except he came first. But like that is that so that that's the is that mythology? Uh Horus? maybe Egyptian. Are you talking Egyptian? Horus? Yeah, Horus. Is it? yeah. Um there are a lot of those. Anyway, so can we let's go on to the next because that would be a whole other branch. Yeah. Cool. What is the word you said? Cor- corporeal? Corporeal? And non-corporeal. I can spell it. I've never heard it pronounced. And so, yeah. <laughs> thank you. Corporeal sounds I've always, like in my head said, a vegetable I wouldn't like. It's one of those words that I always have trouble pronouncing. Yeah, I so. don't know how to. Okay, corporeal. Cool. All right, corporeal. I'm going to talk about vampires. And I don't know if this is vampirism or vampirism, but it is clinical. And it is a psychosomatic condition, meaning that it is driven by mental rather than physical needs, supposedly. But here's the thing. I'm going to put this disclaimer out there. I have a fear right now that somebody's going to contact us and be like, you're stupid. Everything you've read about this is a parody and it's not real. And that I'm that some stupid person. But isn't that subjective? No, what I'm saying is I'm afraid that like, I, you know how people will read the onion and it's, uh, what's the word for it? Satire. Satire. And they don't mm. realize it. I'm Because to me, I'm, I don't want to mock other people who actually, if this is real, but I'm also having a hard time believing that it's real, I guess. So I'm like, if this was satire and everything I read is wrong, I'm so sorry. I mean, look, satire is written to be as real as possible. Right. And it's supposed to be a joke, but it's going to fool you sometimes. It's okay. happened to me. Okay. <laughs> so, <laughs> I'm not stupid. I've just <laughs> fucked up. Okay. Well, <laughs> I, I read many different websites and as far as i can tell this is a real thing i just if you're in the medical field <laughs> is this medical related would this be would people in the medical field be the ones at more likely to be like okay that's made up um no i guess i i don't know i'll just tell you what i have okay you know what Jen, so don't apologize just let's just hear it let's supposedly just it is a new orleans vampire association is that voodoo is it voodoo related um no what and there's New Orleans. Yeah. Oh, and also there is an Atlanta chapter. What's it called? New Orleans. Ah, um, oh, the weird shit's coming from New Orleans. Um, yeah, which, you know, that's where True Blood is in I'm Louisiana. And also, by the way, Anna Paquin <laughs> follows us on Instagram, so I'm just going to throw that out there for anybody who's listening because, cool. Uh, so there is Atlanta Vampire Alliance. So surveys, <laughs> listen, it says as a kid, okay? that there are at least the AVA. <laughs> 5,000 people in the United States who identify as real vampires. That is true. Okay. Yes. So, and here's the thing. It sounds really fucking freaky. It's hot. But the more that I read it, it was, I had a better understanding. I, I don't connect to it, but I guess I understand why people would. I watched an episode where a, a guy was dating inflatable floats, and I don't connect to that, but I understand <laughs> it's a real thing, why, right. yes, you know, there, like there's, you know. There is an episode and I'll be honest, um, I watched, I tried to watch this particular segment about a woman who drinks pig's blood every day, mm. and I couldn't get past the first 30 seconds, and 
it just it's so gross to me and I'm not trying to be judgy I just oh god I don't eat meat, meat like chicken nuggets as we talked about so the idea of just eating the blood I can't eat, oh god no so anyway I've always wanted to try blood pudding is it real blood blood pudding yeah oh god I'm pretty sure it's like sheep's blood or something oh god stop oh god I don't like European thing imagine question that. mark I don't know okay. I just can't imagine that being royalty that had to be like <laughs> the poor folk like how do we take what we have here I don't make know. It, fancy. it, it like, happens a lot. Even like Trevor. <laughs> well, we Noah, got some pig's blood. In his book, and we've got pudding. He was talking about that that he would um the stuff that he would eat because he was poor and he would come to like American after he was like rich and stuff. They like oh try this delicacy and he would laugh and be like when we were like fucking dirt poor we were eating eyeballs and shit. So don't pretend that this is like delicacy yeah. to me. Anyway, okay, so it's called coming out of the coffin. <laughs> When you <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> I'm so sorry for laughing. I just, okay. Uh, and it's, it's pretty fun coming out of the I topic. guess I just thought it was people who like really like vampire culture. That'd be a great day in October for people, you know, like around Halloween to like, yes, if they but, wanted to come out, that'd be like. Yeah, cool. th- and that's true. And this is where I get the borderline. I'm not trying to mock people. I'm just trying to like understand it. And so at first I just thought, or these are people who, I don't know, the same way you like goth. It's more like, I guess, a culture to me than mm-hmm. it is like a condition you know but supposedly this is an actual condition and people who have stopped drinking blood have physical symptoms from not doing it anymore Interesting. they say that psychosomatic but like to them they're having a physical response well, your so, body adjusts to whatever yeah, you put, whatever stresses you put on it so yes, maybe yes. when it's trying to return back it's in a negative effect yeah so i'm going to read some excerpts from some of the um links that i have so it says surveys conducted um, have found that there are at least 5,000 people in the United States who identify as real vampires, and at least 50 of them are living in New, or- New Orleans alone. Um, and they say that theoretically that they estimate at least 50,000 people historically. I don't know how they get that number, but anyway. So according Check to one guy. At the hospital. Right. Do you identify? <laughs> <laughs> right. Listen, according to one source, um, symptoms start to manifest around puberty when those who later become reliant on ingesting blood find themselves physically drained for no, I don't know why they chose that word, drained. Um, they usually discover accidentally that blood offers a remedy. So they might bite their lip, for instance, and realize that swallowing the metallic liquid gives them an instant burst of energy. Not every vampire must drink blood to survive. There are some who simply derive strength from taking the psychic energy of others. See, I've heard of people being vampires before in a bad way. You know, they suck your good energy. Um, But this can be accomplished through intimate human touch, like giving someone a massage. And if there's a vampire out there who wants to give me free massages, like, and there's no blood exchange, I'm okay with that for the record. All right, each of them have a... I'm also okay with that. Okay. <laughs> okay. Just if any vampires are listening, I wonder if Chase might. No. <laughs> right, right. Come over. Um, each of them have a particular method. This person used a disposal... Here's the thing. They also have donors. So these are people who willingly are... That is... <laughs> so you have some... You're who, enabling your cousin, Chase. Yeah. Well, yeah. This is where it gets confusing. Blood. So you have some who don't drink blood at all, but consider themselves vampires for other reason and then you have some who don't drink human blood and they rely on animal blood like i don't even know that you could buy pig blood but apparently you can i don't know why you would have that for sale but they do they try to sell everything yeah I mean, nothing goes to waste Ugh. um so this guy who was i guess investigating or whatever he um allowed himself to be a donor i guess for the experience or because they actually got closer to the people i don't know but he said that this person used a disposable scalpel to make a tiny prick on his back 
then used his fingers to to squeeze the area until blood came out. He put his mouth directly over the warm liquid and lapped it up. Okay, repeating the process. Yeah, I I apparently was... um, um, a little naive. I had pictured them drinking them out of the plastic bags. <laughs> no, I didn't really think there they was were going, a guy a long, long time ago that um, I didn't think they would were, actually take it from you. They do. They like yeah. There's like a whole ritual, and apparently they don't take that much where it's like a risk. But I don't know how that it works with exchanging uh, bodily fluids. But but, but, but there had people who broke into blood uh, donation centers and stuff to steal the blood. Those are real vampires. <laughs> they, yeah. <laughs> okay. It's different. Could you um, imagine being a snooty vampire? <laughs> being like, ah, what blood type are you? And you're like, uh, A. Like, oh, <laughs> yeah. I, I only drink O positive. I bet they taste different because, you know, mosquitoes are very particular about what kind of blood they like. So, I you know. Mosquitoes are just out mosquitoing. Well, this, <laughs> no, I swear to God, I get more mosquito bites than most people. And same thing with like other things. Like, I'm just saying, like, that time our. That stray cat had fleas, and I was the only one getting bit. Something about my blood type, man. Anyway, vampires approach. Oh, wait. Someone might become a donor for a number of reasons, from being a close friend, or doing it for a financial compensation, or sometimes even sexual favors. Vampires approach these potential donors after having observed them for some time, and only if they're fairly certain that they're the kind of people who won't freak out. Which, again, I'm a very open-minded person. I wouldn't freak out in terms of like, oh, I hate you, and you're disgusting. As much as like, I'm not going to do it. Unless you just want to give me a free massage, but like, um, as far as like scalpel to my back, probably not going to go with that. Yeah, I wouldn't volunteer um, for that shit either. Yeah, but would you do it for payment? Um, yeah. <laughs> I mean, how much? I mean, I've yes. donated blood before. I'm saying yes to the <laughs> yeah. question. I mean, to be fair, I have donated. Blood to be fair, before. I'm asking how much. <laughs> okay, so like five dollars, I'll scalpel you. I'm like, no, <laughs> okay. you will not be scalping me today. Um. And then before we wrap this up on my end, I want to add that, as I mentioned earlier, people have had like a physical um, withdrawal, I guess. When one person went four months without feeding, she found herself in the emergency room with a low heart rate that would shoot up to 160 when she stood up or walked around. So that's like a physical symptom that they are monitoring. Um, This would be followed by a massive migraine and sometimes loss of consciousness. Um, There's one woman who found herself unable to go to work um, after not ingesting blood, when her husband came to see her in the hospital, she fed from him in her room, and that was the only thing that, I guess, made her better or some shit. There is likely a strong placebo effect akin to ingesting bitter powders, brightly colored liquids, or other substances that do not look or taste like conventional foods. This effect can be further enhanced if there is a ritual component associated with the ingestion um, as if they feel like a sense of exclusivity, such as drinking a very expensive and rare wine, which is one way to put it, I guess. <laughs> cool. <laughs> so, yeah, that's a real thing. Awesome. This better not awaken anything in me. Chase, what's next? <laughs> oh, no. What um, have we done? We're on vampires still. <laughs> oh, cool. <laughs> yeah, because if you're going to talk about vampires, you might as well keep going. All right. Yeah, so mine won't discuss payment form for sucking on your back. Okay. So... That I'm still having a hard time with that. Yeah. Maybe it's the person I'm picturing. Maybe they, I don't know. I don't know. I'm looking at some freckled back. (laughs) Scappled. 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 Woof. That's pretty intense. Yeah. Um, All right. So, uh, segueing, continue. My, obviously, the origin story. So, vampires. So, how far do vampires go back? A lot of people, first and more modern day, um, 
Joe Off Stoker's novel, Dracula. We all know who Dracula is. Yes. Um, that was published in 1897, which is probably a lot further back than people realized. Um, yeah. Yeah. But the history of vampires actually began long before Stoker was actually even born. Now, Stoker uh, named Count Dracula after Vlad Dracula, also known as Vlad the Impaler. Yes. Yeah, y'all know about the Impaler? Yes, we do. Y'all know all the stuff about him? Well, I don't know if you do or the listening audience does, but this is all you need to know is Vlad, per the fucking vampire shit, was in Transylvania, Romania, Mm -hmm. and he ruled uh, that area off and on from like 1456 to like 1462. Um, Now, according to legend, if you did not know, Vlad Dracula... He enjoyed dining amidst his uh, dying victims. Ooh. So this is where the blood part came into play. Okay. Do you know this, Adam? I don't know. I'm nodding. So Vlad had a real hard on for impaling people. (laughs) And (laughs) hence the name. And like, you know, you can't. Wait, is that a sex joke? Impaled? No. No, with actual stakes, which also. Did he also impale people with his penis? No. I don't think so. You said he had a hard on. Okay, well, I don't know if there was necrophilia involved, <laughs> but for starters, these wooden stakes going through the body first is where the wooden stakes going through the heart oh. um, first began, like from these origin stories. Okay. Secondly, this is where the blood part comes in. This is actually pretty gross. So Vlad had such a hard-on for impaling people, he also found lots of fun ways to do it, and including he had a pit of <laughs> giant wooden stakes where people were, as you can imagine, <laughs> all the way through it hanging Ugh. and blood is dripping down and going down the stakes. And <laughs> he would go down into this pit where his dying victims were impaled and on these stakes and he would bring down uh, bread with him and he would you are take lying. the bread you stop. and he would dip it into Ew, the blood no, that was coming down the stakes oh, and he would eat it No, as a sign of like dominance and like I'm fucking awesome. I'm glad. I can't. So this is documented shit. Vlad dipped bread and blood. Actually, that's there is some um, people like, well, yeah, that's it. They're like, well, that's not true. I'm like, no, Vlad did it. How do we know? I guess. (laughs) I'm the one who baked the loaf for him. Like, I know (laughs) that he was doing that. Um, So that's where supposedly the stakes and the blood part uh, kind of like its origins of how it somehow began. Um, and then, you know, the, uh, sorry, yeah, I'm picturing him with his bread loaf. And, um, now vampire. You know what it kind of makes me think of though? You know, the dinner party scene, um, of the office, which is one of my favorite episodes ever when Michael is dipping his steak in, in the in wine glass. Wine. <laughs> and she's like, stop it. He's like, what did he say? You, what did he say about you need, um, you know, what, what does he say where he dips it in there and he said, I have soft teeth or something. <laughs> I have soft teeth. I, think I don't remember like what that. he said. He's like, you know I have soft teeth. Yeah, he's like defensive. You know I have soft teeth. Okay. Oh, God. Um, so as you can imagine, as soon as anything ever comes about that generates some type of fear, then all you have to do is feed it with fear. And uh, that's what really makes things legends. You know what yeah. I mean? Right. But so, also that's terrifying and genuinely I would be afraid. Well, yeah. <laughs> I mean, know? the Vlad thing, if he did that as real, like that sucks and that's weird. Um, but vampire superstition as a whole, it thrived, thrived through the Middle Ages, mm. especially um, when plagues were decimating towns because this, wait. every good community in the Middle Ages needs something to blame when shit starts dying. Sure, sure. Mm-hmm. Am uh, I stupid? 
are the Middle Ages the same thing as Dark Ages? I'm pretty sure, but I do not know that for a fact. I would not feel comfortable making a comment on that. <laughs> I feel like I should know that. I feel like they're synonymous in my mind. I mean, no, we yeah. have the internet. Some of the diseases um, often left uh, behind people that had bleeding mouth lesions on the victims. And people who obviously were scared and uneducated decided that that was like a us. for a for sure fucking sign of vampirism, <laughs> and that those people. So should it is die. vampirism. I used it because I felt like vampirism doesn't know, sound as good. I, know, I agree. So Vamp- I'm going to go with vampirism, vampirism um, <laughs> because vampirism. We also were uneducated and uncultured. So. Yeah. So uh, back in this time when all this plague was obviously going around. Um, People were freaking the fuck out, and they needed something to point a finger at. Uh, there's also a disease. Um, I think it's por porphyria, 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 porphyria. No por- idea. Porphyria. Porphyria. <laughs> it was a blood disorder. Okay. <clears throat> and it caused severe blisters on the skin that the skin that was exposed to light. Oh. So as you can imagine, oh, again, I get it. When all of the all it takes, like, have you ever fucking had a rumor in school mm-hmm. that started off small? <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, like, there's right, like right. this is real shit. And small town communities, it always starts off. They as had something no Netflix. Stupid. They were bored. And then it gets they passed from person to person, and it changes. They yeah. like literally do exercises where they put. 25 people in a row and someone whispers something into one ear and by the time it gets to the end, it's no, we're fucking close. So it's the same way. Vampire origins start at A and it ends all the way to Z Mm -hmm. and who knows what the fuck it's become. So at this point in time, people are like, well, I heard vampires can't be in the sunlight. So naturally, this fucking blood disease, if people had it at this time and their skin was being creating lesions by sunlight. They're like, why are vampires going to be in the sun? (laughs) (laughs) So, you know, another reason to fucking kill somebody. Mm -hmm. Um, Damn. And other diseases more commonly known, like rabies, Mm -hmm. that people can also sometimes get, was also something where people used to scapegoat uh, killing people and to be the reason that people were dying in communities. Um, And there was also one, G-O-I-T-E-R. I don't know if it was a goiter. G O I T E R is another goiter. Goiter. I think it's goiter. Oh, that was yeah. interesting. I'd never heard of it. So I researched it mm-hmm. and it's stupid. <laughs> like it's when the, uh, what's the butterfly gland in the throat again? Thyroid? Thyroid. Yeah. Thyroid. It's the shape of a butterfly. I don't know if you knew that. I didn't know that. Um, my mother had to have hers removed. So when the goiter, it causes the gland to swell. <clears throat> um, and it, so it makes your, it makes your throat swell. And, when your throat swells, as you can imagine, you have a really difficult time breathing and uh, you walk around and you're basically wheezing. I don't know why that would scare people, but they also use goiter as a scapegoat. People are like, afraid of everything. So I'm like, yeah. if you walked up, you're like, <laughs> and they're like Tom's wheezing, burn, burn the vampire. Um, so that was another reason why they were fucking killing people. Um, there was actually a case in the United States, and it's just stupid. Like, the story is so stupid. There was a girl. Her name was Mercy Brown. Um, Mercy. Mercy Brown. Unlike Count Dracula, Mercy was a real person. She lived in Exeter, Rhode Island, and she was a daughter of George Brown. He was a farmer. Mm-hmm. Now, after George lost many of his family members, including Mercy, in the late 1800s to, ter- uh, to excuse me, tuberculosis. There it is. <laughs> Um, his community I believe it's called tuberculosis. Probably. His community <laughs> used mercy, even in the fucking... They used mercy as a scapegoat to explain all the deaths of people in the community. And it was common at that time to blame several deaths in one family on whoever was left. 
Damn. So like, savage. like for instance, our family, if we all were dying off and Adam was to live back in that time, they're like, well, it's got to be Adam. Yeah. He's killing the people around him. Yeah. So they used as like remaining survivors as scapegoat. Mercy was one of the last ones to go. She died. Wow. And they're like, well, it's probably fucking Mercy. Yeah. That was fucking. And they had no mercy. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh. Yeah. So they, they blamed the undead people in the family for causing death. Um, now the bodies of each dead family members were often exhumed and searched for signs of vampirism. Now when Mercy's body was exhumed and didn't display severe decay, get this, remember she lives in fucking Rhode Island Mm -hmm. and back at this time, let's just say less climate change, right? They fucking, um, they buried her. She was placed in an above ground vault and, in a fucking New England winter. Oh, yeah. Okay. And so there was like hardly any decay at all. Yeah. Like a frozen, it's, cold. it's a fucking frozen body. Right. So when they found her perfectly intact body. She must be a witch. No, idiot. Vampire. Vampire. How dare you say that? <laughs> We're talking so about level. vampires. <laughs> so they're like, well, she obviously is a fucking vampire. Um, this is <laughs> when they decided that with her undisturbed body, the townspeople accused her of being a vampire, making her family sick from the icy grave. They cut out her heart. (gasps) They burned it. Jesus. Then they fed the ashes to her sick brother. Oh my God. Which you guessed it. He died. And they said, because of heart ash, maybe. He was already sick. They fed him his sister's ashes, which has got to be traumatizing in itself. Minus eating ashes from a heart, and, and it's it, like putting an espresso or something, right? And he fucking died. And they're like, "Well, there's your proof. <laughs> yeah, she yeah. killed him. She, did, he ate her heart, and he her, died. Yeah. Why was it their idea to feed her dead body to him?" So, I don't understand how those. What's crazy is that this is an actual documented story yeah, of vampirism of like early on, where they're like, "This, this actually fucking happened. It's documented, and it's an example of how fucking stupid people are." This knife was found next to her body, <laughs> and then we stabbed him with it, <laughs> and then yeah. he died. Right. Yeah. She killed him. <laughs> right. Basically. Right. right. <laughs> okay. All right. Well. uh... I'm going to talk about something different now. All right. We're going to talk about things that are somewhat related to werewolves. Okay. And we're going to start with feral children. Wait, is this is this the last short one that you have? It's three segments. So it's not like a whole drug out thing specifically about werewolves. It's things that are like... Okay. I'm, I'm only asking because I'm I'm assuming the next one I have is probably my last one. Yeah, this is my last okay, gotcha. little group. That makes sense. I'm going to read this also from the book because I think it, it's just interesting. Yeah. Um. Accounts of children reared by wild animals are not limited to fictional examples like Mowgli of the Jungle Book and the classic legend of Romulus and Remus. Many fully authenticated true life cases have also been recorded. This is mind blowing to me. Probably the most famous of these began one evening in October 1920, which is not that long ago, near to the village um, 
of a village in eastern India. For quite a time, the villagers had lived in fear of two human-like phantoms, which they claimed periodically emerged from various holes in a clearing close by, terrifying everyone with their grotesque appearance. Those gophers. Right. (laughs) And a bit to solve this mystery, the Reverend Joseph promised to seek out these phantoms, and on the evening in question, he was perched precariously up a tree overlooking the holes, little expecting to see anything, but fulfilling his promise to the villagers. After a while, however, two adult wolves came out of the holes, followed by several cubs, and to the reverend's amazement, two dreaded phantoms. As they drew nearer, he became even more amazed. They were not ghosts, not demons at all. They were two young girls. Incredibly, they had been living with the wolves in their den, adopted as honorary cubs by these fierce beasts, and cared for alongside by their um with their offspring. One of the infants was only 18 months old and the other was about seven. Can you imagine? Wow. How? Seven months and 18 months old human girls that they are raising like wolves. This like actually happened. So on October 17th, the two girls were captured and taken to an orphanage where the staff began the arduous task of converting back into humans a pair of children who would only sit and howl or run around on all fours like puppies. That is fantastic. It's wonderful. <laughs> the staff named the younger girl Amala and the older girl, uh, oh, wait, sorry, Kamala and I can't, I lost the place. Sorry, one of them died just a year later without learning to stand or talk, but the oldest lived until she was 16. During the time, she gradually acquired some basic human traits. She gained a rudimentary vocabulary of at least 30 words. She learned how to walk and stand upright, and she acquired a liking for cooked food. Long before this, she had touchingly demonstrated that despite her canine upbringing, her human identity had never been totally obliterated. When her sister died, tears trickled down her cheek, which is just... Well, yeah, it sucks. I wonder too. I just have so many questions. Like, to be that small, how does an infant child survive? You ever seen the movie Mama? Mama. Anybody about the the, the in the woods? It was like a house that didn't have a road that that led to it, and they found two. I would just say five year old, eight year old, two girls. Oh yeah, dude. And, and the mom, quote unquote, had passed away long ago, but her her spirit remained. Let's just say she was a witch. Yeah. And she was bringing them like, I don't know, figs from a tree oh. to keep them alive. They were like piled in there. But they lived in there me. and they 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 lived like animals. This isn't a true story no, though, right? I don't know. That's what, I'm saying, what I'm saying is it seems like eerily similar. Oh, so yeah. when they brought those two girls they were trying to make them well, and conform them to like, the, you know, human. The fact that she lived to be 16 but only learned 30 words is amazing to me. Because why she lot, died at 16? It, one of them didn't even live but a well, year. Yeah, right. I'm, but she, I don't know why she died at 16, but I also think it's crazy that like she at that long still didn't really learn to be, I guess, more human. You right. Know? Um, Another thing, another report of a feral child also comes from India, variously referred to, um, there's different names, including Baloo, after the Jungle Book character, the child had been reared by a female bear in a cave within the state of, I don't know, was captured in May 1972, a hunter who had found him playing with some wolf cubs near the bear's cave. He was eventually looked after by nuns, uh, Mother Teresa's home for the destitute and dying, um, and then he died in 1985 after developing cramps. I don't know what that means. He was 17, so that was also confusing, but this one is crazy. 
Perhaps the most astounding case on record featuring a child reared by a wild animal is one that came to the attention of an Indian uh, magistrate during the early years of this century. While he was serving at a time in, the, um, in India, a ferocious man in his 40s was dragged before him in chains, roaring and raging in such a violent, scarcely controllable manner that the greatly shocked magistrate made inquiries about his background and therefore uncovered the astonishing secret of the man's past. Many years earlier, some villagers in this region had come upon a large tiger accompanied by two cubs and what to their amazement appeared to be a human boy as they peered closer they could see it was indeed a boy five or six years old they captured him and took it sounds just like the jungle book they um captured him took him back to their village where they confined him with uh in one of their huts his adoptive mother did not forsake her cub so easily because for several nights afterward the tigress would enter the village and prowl agitatedly around the hut containing him until in fear for their own safety they killed her what the oh, fuck oh my god that's so fucked up from then on the boy was reared by the head villager and ultimately acquired human characteristics but he pers- he possessed a ferocious temperament and was able to walk unafraid and unmolested among wild tigers in the jungle just continue to walk among tigers the boy had eventually grown up into a man the very same man who was now standing in chains before the magistrate like all the other histories recounted here the tragic case of the tigress and her human cub revealed that the fundamental distinction between man and beast is far from being as clear as we may like to think and it is blurred by something more fundamental love and look there's a picture of one of the oh, cubs you know literally walking on all fours yeah it's crazy <clears throat> so i won't drag this out too much um i'll just show you this picture there's a pelt so in, on the oh. terms of so that's like humans raised by animals and that right. wolves right well this these this picture that i have here that i'll try to um take i was gonna say take a screenshot take a picture of the picture in the book and post it on the blog but basically, there is this guy who saw this, um, what's it called? Not a hide. I guess that's what it is. You have the pelt. Yeah, the pelt. This, yeah. Right. So yeah. he's like, um, I'm not going to pronounce this correctly. Crypt, cryptozoologist. Is that right? Cryptozoologist. Yeah. Is that right? Yeah. Um, so he was in uh, Buenos Aires. <laughs> Why am I, I stupid? He's <laughs> 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 so a very unusual dog pelt for sale. Although somewhat reminiscent of the maned wolf's fur, it was very dense, mane-like, covering over its neck. It was much longer and darker over the body as seen here. Its color graded from black on the upper parts, blah, 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 blah. Anyway, they don't know what animal this is. And it's not just one. They found several places selling these fucking animal pelts. And they don't know what it is. But look at it. It's gigantic. It looks like a werewolf. Big <laughs> like, what the fuck? Yeah. Some people say it's a sloth. That's a giant fucking sloth. I mean, there were I giant mean, sloths. Yeah, so. Once, yeah, once upon um, a time. It's crazy to me that we have this animal for multiple versions of it, but we don't know what kind the animal like, is. I'm surprised there hasn't been like a, a Bigfoot conspiracy. It so. probably is related because um, I just put it in the category as like werewolf, like man, beast type hairy right, right, right. creature. But yeah, um, no further skins or skeletal remains were obtained. However, in later years, they say that it, this is stupid to me, towards a domestic sheepdog as a possible Identity? That is not a fucking sheepdog. Look at that. That is a dog. That's like a bear man. Okay. I mean, there are really big (laughs) dogs, but that doesn't look like. It does not look like a fucking sheepdog. All right, so I'm going to end my last little um thing with 
furry animals. This is not technically related, but is adorable, and I can't believe this is real. Cats with wings. In 1975, the Manchester Evening News published a photograph of an astonishing cat that had lived in a builder's yard several years previously. What made this cat so special was the pair of long, fluffy wings projecting from its back clearly visible in this photograph. According to two men working on the yard at the time, their highly unusual pet could even raise these unexpected appendages above its body. This um, cat is far from unique. Many similar animals have been recorded in Britain and a few elsewhere too, but until recently, there was no explanation for their, quote, wings. During the 1990s, however, there was an obscure genetically-based skin disorder that provided the long-awaited answer. So apparently, it causes the skin of its feline sufferers to be abnormally elastic, producing upon the shoulders, back, and haunches um, long wing-like projections. They're covered in fur, and they have sufficient Michael, uh, Michael muscle fibers, and so they can actually be raised up and down. Look, I'll show you the picture. What? Right here. What? Oh, what? Uh, what? What the fuck? <laughs> Do you see it? It looks like a cat doing aerobics. <laughs> we are with like extra legs. But it's a, it looks just like wings. It is. They are, it's a cat with wings. But if you go on Google, you can see videos and all kinds of pictures. It's a very common. I, I say common, but like I, it's common enough that I'm really shocked that I've never heard of this before. Yeah, honestly. But yeah, you can see videos of them like raising them up. It looks like a fucking That's cat weird. with fur covered wings. Yeah. It's pretty interesting. Also, I do want to point out um, that you've had three separate bookmarks. One is a yogurt top, <laughs> the other is an Olive Garden card, and the other is a Crystal listen, Light packet. Any an empty Crystal Light. Listen, packet. this is this is how you know I'm an avid reader. This is a real thing. You would think that like people who read all the time would have a collection of bookmarks, and it is. Listen, anybody who reads all the time, this is truth. Whatever is closest to you at the time that you stop, you will grab it, and that will be your bookmark. I have never in my life kept up with a regular real bookmark are you saying i don't read yeah do you write <laughs> okay yes i, wish I did i want to read more um, I just don't. you should because books are i great. don't like it <laughs> <laughs> i yeah. you know what i i've i've literally punished myself in the past being like you should read more you should read more and that's not how i like to obtain information i like listening yeah so if i like if there was a book or watching you like that, documentaries yeah and stuff. if yeah. jen like if jen had a book i would be more likely to read it with <laughs> my with my ears, I would listen <laughs> to the audiobook. Or, as Jen pointed out, I like documentaries. That's I obtain information, and that's my yeah. way of, of doing it. I, and I enjoy that more. Yeah, reading it puts me to sleep. I get so bored. I mean, podcast. <laughs> I right? do. I get so, so bored. I like podcasts, and I like being able to listen. You know, if you're exercising around the house, that can be a great way to learn. For me, I like reading because I can go at my own speed, and I can kind of like focus more than like. You know, to each their own, though. Everybody, it, it really is to each other. And I, you know, what's weird is like for a long time, I, I feel like people make you feel like that you don't. I don't know, and it could be like a, it could have been just more of an insecurity of like if you don't read, like I know more than you type shit, right? You know, and I'm like, I just Which don't. Is dumb. I don't like to read. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I, don't like, I mean, I like I consider myself a pretty academic type person. I enjoy reading, though I don't read because I feel like I'm trying to prove something. I just I learn best that way, right? You know, some people are more visual, or you know, they're the technology we have now with podcasts and videos and things that are accessible. Like it's stupid to make yourself read when you can get an audio book or yeah. listen to a podcast or watch a fucking and again at the end of the day teach their own like you love reading fucking read do, do it do your thing um to uh, a little small branch off your werewolf because i have witches and werewolves left i'm gonna go with witches okay but with the werewolf one some of the werewolf lore started in the beginning 
Um, well, there's some like documented stuff of like people like writing novels and bullshit back mm-hmm. in the fucking day. But books, but yes. Um, also, too, to the pelts, mm-hmm. uh, Native Americans and other you know tribal people in other mm-hmm. areas. When they if they killed wolves and they mm-hmm. used their pelts, they would literally like they would drape over wear, the shoulders yeah. and wear over the hats. And sometimes. If these communities were out hunting or anything, like it could have been fucking in the woods, going to take a piss, who knows, mm-hmm. right? Sometimes all you could see was the pelt. I mean, that uh, makes you'd sense. see like maybe the feet of the man walking yeah. and like mm-hmm. the pelt of the head, and people are like, "Wolf man, yeah, werewolf, yeah." yeah. So some of the early origins oh my God. of the I lore. Just had this memory: we watched uh, what was it, Hubie Halloween last night, where the silver bullet was supposed to kill the werewolf, so he just <laughs> threw the bullet at his head <laughs> instead of shooting them. <laughs> um, yeah. So where do you know where the silver came from? On that note. Why the silver bullet supposed to kill it? Um, no, because no, I don't think I. I think mine was just of like how it came to be and the rumors that surrounded it. Less about why. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. I didn't see anything about the silver bullet. Not that I remember. No. Okay. Um, Do you think they're called werewolves because they were they would howl and then someone would come looking for that and then they would be like, "That's a dude, werewolf, werewolf." <laughs> yeah, I guess in the caveman know, days, it was very. It took me a, a very long time. <laughs> Or it's werewolf. So like it took me a very long time to werewolf. understand that like this werewolf. man were a wolf. So were he werewolf. I assume that's where it comes from. That may not be accurate. I mean it's probably I was making so. a joke. W-E-R-E, <laughs> I'm sure. Werewolf. I mean that makes sense. Like they, that's how they named shit. You right, know? right. There's old chicken head McGee. One time he yeah. cut a chicken's head off and wore it. <laughs> so, yeah. yeah. Makes sense to he me. He had a tiny head. <laughs> <laughs> I don't. This is what happens when I try to do stupid stuff and be like you guys, and y'all are like, yeah, and you just like pat me on the head, like thanks for trying. Okay, that was good. Um, (laughs) We're getting pretty late into the show, so I'm gonna try to make this fast. I'm gonna do witches, y'all. I don't do just asking. Do you two know origins of witches? I would assume you might, you may, because you're you know random shit that I wouldn't expect you to know. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, I know. As a feminist, I really don't know much about woman who does basically anything in history that was considered, you know, this is my fuck the no 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 no, but that's but but you're not wrong, and and like there's a lot of misogyny that's that's attached to the story of the witch, a hundred percent, which I'll definitely cover. What's interesting is is where it was and how it came to be, which I don't know. So as just no surprise that mythology of the witch goes hand in hand with, as I mentioned, misogyny. Um, I must say it was misogyny, right? Misogyny. Yeah. yeah. Um, which of course ties into the rich and the powerful. Um, yeah. And the idea of the witch in one form or another has been around since the very dawn of civilization. Um, but the origins, as I mentioned, it might be surprising <clears throat> to you. So according um, to the biblical scholar, her name is Carol Fontaine. The first witches were, in fact, Middle Eastern wise women um, who served as doctors by making mm-hmm. house calls, delivering babies, mm-hmm. and helping to alleviate infertility um, amongst women. Yeah, and these wise what women, terrible people they were. Yeah, they were known as as, as witches, and that's mm-hmm. this is what they served, and they were obviously uplifted, and they right. this was a good thing. Right. This is why they used them, and it wasn't until Hebrew settled in Canaan around 1250 BC that these priestesses and healers began to gain the more notorious associations they still carry with them today. Um, the Hebrews had a very monotheistic. Um, 
um, patriarchy, right? Right, right. <laughs> um, belief system, and they didn't have room for these lady doctors mm-hmm. yeah. going around um, being basically like it was all women. So, I mean, it literally in that context originates with the whole Adam and Eve thing. You blame the woman. Everything, everything, you know, because it's even like, man, we can get so far into this. If a woman was literally, if a man was attracted to her, he was, she's a witch because yeah. she's, she, she doesn't have to do shit, but she's seducing him right. by being attracted. So literally so, the Hebrews came into this area and they were like, what are these women doing? Right. How dare And they're like, be? oh, well they do all these specific things. Right. And they're like, that is spiritual nonsense right. because we're the Hebrews and we know that this is bullshit. So they outlawed it. And they forced these women, which is so who this was their profession and their life. And to me, like, you know, it's like when you're doing what you believed is a lot of good shit. And then Mm -hmm. someone says, you can't do this anymore. Oftentimes those people, they go underground. That's exactly what they did. And the same people who forced you underground when they need you, they will turn to you for help. You know, like, oh yeah, being a witch, you're so evil. But you know, when my child is sick or my wife's going in labor and there's complications. We're gonna use you. you know? Yeah, that's still that shit still happens today. Right. People push for like laws and stuff. Like, oh, this is a sin. This is wrong. But when they're the ones, I'm not gonna go too political right now. But <clears throat> fuck the patriarchy. Right. So yeah. um, the patriarchy, uh, the Hebrews in this time, they outlawed it. So all these women were forced to go underground. And of course, most I, I'm sure there were a small handful that were like, well, fuck it, I'm just gonna go make bread or something. I don't know. <laughs> the other ones were like, no, bitch, like we're you know, this is what we do. Mm-hmm. We're wise women. And then other people are like, no, they're witches. Um, and it's outlawed. And then people would ask, like, this is where the nonsense of rumors and shit can create monsters. Yeah. Like, well, why is it such a big deal? And they're like, oh, well, these women, like, and this, and these things that you consider spiritual, like, this is this is spiritual, like spirit from the devil. Right. Like, yes, they got is, it from the this devil. This is like they have an agreement with the devil, and they're working with the devil, and this right. is why this is so bad. Um, some people are like, oh shit, you know, right. you know, witch, ah, burn it, you know. Yeah. So that's when it, they obviously became notorious criminals at this point. Um, and to the point where it spread and their, you know, vilification grew to such heights that in the 16th and 17th centuries, um, they saw an estimated 60,000 women that were killed for being called witches. And so literally, the history is from a group of people going into one area and deciding that the way that these people were practicing their lives was against their religion. And they created a rumor because they were, and essentially, um, they were. They were fearful mm-hmm. of this feminine power, yeah, and they decided to outlaw it and then force these people to go underground. What a bunch of cucks! And that mm. and that is literally the origins of the witch. Yep. They were once upon a time good, and then they were outlawed and turned into something bad. They were never not good. It was literally. We have this. No, I'm saying the perception. Well, yeah, 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 not the actual women. Like, well, they went underground. They turned. Well, what they couldn't, they (laughs) couldn't say. Oh, well, what they're doing doesn't work because what they were doing usually did work. Right. But they were so they had to turn to. Oh, well, it works because it's the devil. It's the the devil's magic. Yeah. Because that's ungodly. Right. Right. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I just thought that was interesting because like you hear a bunch of the witches and like I knew like of some of the the patriarchal shit from the background, but I didn't know the original of like what they were. Yeah. Before it Just spiraled and got out of hand, yeah. 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 Wise women, yeah. They didn't have time for your the feminine bullshit, and they fucking outlawed it. Yeah, it's, it's pretty very wild. Sad. Very sad. Yeah. It's actually kind of trendy right now, um, for lack of a better word. 
like to be witchy to witch, but it's really just a modernized. It's like it's amazing that it's taken this long for us to still be comfortable with oh, the yeah. general population being like witches aren't bad. <laughs> you know, yeah. what was that twelve hundred BC that you said? Yeah. <laughs> like, I don't. I don't want. Uh, it's almost like there are other instances. Uh, I'm sure in your own mind you can know where a certain gender or demographic of people had a certain thing put on them and mm-hmm. now it comes full circle where they take it back and say this right. is yes. so that that's kind of the way of the witch of, yes of, proud to be a witch yeah of women proud, like yeah. empowering themselves of like you know what fuck you we are witches fuck off you right. know type shit right. we are um, the witch we're all gonna yeah. go dance in the woods now yeah. Ooh. Yeah. Ooh. naked okay well, right that's what witches do you idiot yeah well they're busy seducing men because they have nothing better to do so god no. yeah <laughs> All right, so, uh, yeah, I feel uh, good about all of that. All right, cool. I also feel good about that, and that is the end. Do you have anything fun to say um, before Adam moves into his little part? No, because we're in a weird place, and we already said our fun stuff at the beginning. Yeah, uh, I guess we'll (laughs) just thank you for... Oh, my God, uh, wait, I'm drinking from a a cauldron cup right now. It says Witch's Brew. I didn't even think about that. (laughs) It's even got the little feet. It does. It has the little... um, what are they? I guess feet, feet for the cauldron. Feet feet. It's literally it looks like a cauldron with feet and a handle. Yeah, cool. Yeah. That's what it is. I love it. Cool. Also, uh, the Dark Ages uh, was actually uh, referring to the first half of the Middle Ages. Oh, apparently. see, we all learned mm. so much today. So, what was the back half called? I don't know. The lighter ages. <laughs> the the not dark ages. ages. Yeah. The and ladies and gentlemen, I'm gonna <laughs> choose a winner now. That's fair. <laughs> In the corner with that person is sitting in is going to be the winner. I don't know how to do this. Jen! Yay! (laughs) I am okay with this. Sorry. Um, I had good origins. I thought I did well. No, you did. You You did did do well. well. It's because I brought a book, you know. She brought a book. She told me about cats with wings. (laughs) Um, Yeah, those were pretty cool. I don't know what that is about that, but I want to see a cat fly. Well, they can't fly, Adam, so you're going to be depressed. Yeah. Yep. It's well, kind of disappointing. No, really. I don't think they can even flap it by themselves. I think people have to pick them up. I don't think that the cats themselves. You said they had muscle fibers. They do. Adam, you could give so the like- wind to me if you like. <laughs> Chase! No! Okay, you know what? We Liar! Chase and I. Burn the witch! <laughs> this is a trap, isn't it? You're the winner. Yeah, now go into this room. <laughs> Get your Stand prize. Stand by the stake. <laughs> right. Or the matches. Um... We, Chase and I decided that from now on, you have to end the show with a pun because you make us listen to your jokes every day. And now we want you to save it for the podcast so that you can share it with all the listeners. Cool. That's easy. We've been spending this much time trying to figure out how to end our show. And now we know. This is episode 35. I don't know. The number. Uh, who's to say? We mentioned we do not have our shit together. Okay. Pay attention. Right. Well, the other day I met Dwayne Johnson for the first time. And I smacked his butt. Mm-hmm. Finally hit rock bottom. Oh my god! <laughs> and thank All you right, so well, much for listening. That's nice why it lasted. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> See you later. <laughs>